Welcome to the Comic Fine Podcast. It is fr- uh, it's the week of Friday, November twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. If you celebrated Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> if not, then uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, I'm Sarah. I'm here with the editor in chief of ComicVine.com, Tony Guerrero, and of course Norman Chan is here as well. Whoa. He's joining us today. Um, how are you guys? Doing okay. Good. Yeah. It's been a long week. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, it definitely has. So we should mention that um, we're actually sh- uh, recording this on Wednesday because um, we we do celebrate Thanksgiving. So t- uh, tomorrow, Thursday is Thanksgiving. So we haven't read all the comics. At least I know I haven't read as many comics as I'd like to um, yet. So yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. But comics did come out today. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. No, ones. not today. Wednesday. Well, Wednesday. We're in the, the past or. Sure. Comics did come out on Wednesday. Yes. A bunch of big ones. Let's just go straight down. Really the talking list. about a big one. Uh, 100 page Fantastic Four number 600. How much does that cost? 7.99 mm-hmm. in the US. But 100 original pages. 100 pages. So, I mean, if you look at a, a regular, you know, average Marvel comic 3.99 mm-hmm. for what, what is it? 20 22 pages. pages? Sometimes they add like non-comic like Pages in the back, whether it's an exclusive preview. So, which even I, if, I if, like. if we're generous, say twenty-five pages. Yeah, at three ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, do the math. Yeah, see, it's four a, bucks, yeah. twenty-five pages. Uh, and and if you're looking at uh, seven ninety-nine cents a page, no, I actually didn't do no, that. No, no, no. I'm saying if you compare a twenty-five page three ninety-nine comic compared to a hundred page seven ninety-nine comic, you're definitely getting your money's worth. And it's not. Like if a few years ago, they had those like giant page or monster, whatever hundred page monster comics, mm-hmm. where they'd have the regular story, then they'd maybe have a second story, then they'd have like a reprint, yeah. like like from it was an anniversary issue. Like they not, always not, do that. not even they they did some hundred page monsters just like I remember they did a Thunderbolts one, which was right. cool. But then it's like here's Thunderbolts number one, here's a reprint which, of which the original you maybe yeah. already read, and we're including it and saying you're getting this bonus. I always I like those when it's an old enough issue that luckily don't have. Especially if it's featuring some of the same characters in their first appearances. Yeah, but, but as long as they... I mean, those weren't in seven ninety nine. So why is this 100 pages? Because it's anniversary. 600th anniversary. 50th anniversary. Has it been 50 years? Six, was it like 63? At least. Uh, it is Fantastic 62. Four number 600. Now, Fantastic Four has not been a book on shelves... For a year. For a year. And you called this. I think One year ago. Call this. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like when it was five eighty eight, right? Mm-hmm. Was the, the last issue, and then the, the common belief, and I, I'm not going to say it was just my belief, but is like when you, if you do the math, you add, and when you get to issue twelve, then we're going to have issue six hundred. But that doesn't really make sense now because we have Fantastic Four six hundred, but we're also going to have FF twelve and thirteen. So what I want to know is where are Fantastic Four issues. 589. FF was twice as good as normal books, no, so it counts no. both as FF they, they and Fantastic all, Four. I, I, I love Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, yeah. They were on all twice yeah, as good. I know. They were so, as good. Most of them. Were. Some of them. Yeah, there is a couple, yeah. but Twice so, as good. I, I got to go with you, Tony. So here we, we have... Should we talk spoiler? I mean, it's... I mean, it's, spoilers it, are it out was there. like the spoiler, like... Marvel yeah. spoil. I mean, that that's the thing is when Marvel officially spoils it, was, it. It wasn't even Marvel, right? No, Marvel did. They they put out. Oh, with, did they the, put the it AP, out first? They a Wednesday morning, probably like midnight, probably oh. Eastern time. They put out a press release, and I know Yahoo News picked it up, and then other people picked it up. So that's better than when when Fantastic Four came out. I think they spoil it like 
it was like Tuesday at midnight or something. You're like talking that. about four. Oh, you yeah. mean yeah. Johnny's when, when, when dad? Johnny died. Sorry, yeah, when no, Johnny that died, was that was they before. That at least yeah. Tuesday midnight, mm-hmm. so like over a, a full, you know, a full day before. Yeah, and that was a bigger. I think him dying and not knowing <laughs> which of the Fantastic Four was going to die. Yeah, was a bigger deal in terms of being spoiled than what happens here. Because here, being I mean, spoiled. The, there's no hints that some that what happens happens, but mm-hmm. it's you. Everyone kind of assumed, and I think we can say if you haven't. Heard by now, I don't know how you did it, but we're going to spoil it. Who wants the honors? You, you do it. Johnny Storm came back. But not that the way you expect. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the thing is... And, and we won't I mean, go into much detail. Everyone, I mean, said it, like, oh, he's going to be back, so issue 600. And, I mean, everyone kind of knew that. So the spoiler's not that much of a spoiler, because yeah. you, you knew it. But the fact is, he did die, and he died twice, and it was pretty brutal. That's I think that's a little bit of a spoiler. So and it's how he comes back is 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 the clincher. I mean that's that's I love what, who finds him. Like that's great. It's it's just it's it's yeah. I mean that whole scene. I There's mean, 22 pages of stuff going on that's an ongoing FF. Yeah. So it, it just kicks in. It's it's the career invading. Mm-hmm. FF Avengers. The New York's it's under a big attack. Event. I'd say bigger than Spider Island. Yeah, but doesn't feel like it because it just feels like it came because out of nowhere. Yeah, just in this issue and the last issue. And then after the 22 pages, you do have a lot of new stuff about mm-hmm. like what happened to Johnny Storm. Yeah, so we find out where, where has he been? How, how did he come back? So again, it wasn't... Because uh, I, th- I think a lot of people said the way he died is like he was just engulfed by all the bugs and the negative zone. So it's like we didn't actually see his body. It's very heroic. It's like, but no, the thing is we never saw him actually die. We didn't see him torn up. We just saw everyone get on top of him and, and then... Then they give Reed the costume. It's like, so we didn't see a body. But so here they reveal he did die. And then how he comes back is really weird and what he's going to do. I, 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 you don't I, think it's him? No, no. I, it, it, for based on the story, it does seem like it's him. But where he's at now, I, I hope they address that. I hope it's not just, oh, hey, I'm Johnny. I'm back. And no, he's I, definitely going to be I different. got this thing I'm wearing yeah. on my wrist. And I mean, there, there's got to be something just going through dying and coming back and. I'm hoping... If you think about Johnny Storm's character from when Mark Miller took over Fantastic Four, leading up to Hickman's run, there is a whole character arc. And I know we've talked about this before, his transition. I mean, he was starting a rock band, basically. Mm-hmm. At the start of that. And and he's total dating flake, a criminal. Dating in, a known in, criminal. She, from he, the, from the future. Her, yeah. And then, to where he is now, when it's his appearance, completely different character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a must buy. Yeah, Would you definitely, agree? definitely. I mean, yeah, because that—that's the thing. It's—it's it's eight bucks. It is a lot of money, but it's all new material. I mean, Steve Epting wrote every single story. Yeah, Jonathan new, Hickman. Jonathan Hickman. Steve Epting drew the first story. Hickman wrote the entire issue, so it's all new material. <laughs> Name some of the um, other artists. Um, Carmine Di Giandomenico. Okay. Any anyone that we might. Uh, Ming Doyle, Lindell, Francis Yu. Okay, Lionel, you? Yeah, so, I mean, and there's, you know, cover... There, I didn't even see the other covers. There's a whole bunch of cover artists that, for the different variants and all that. But, I mean, there's so much material. There's um, some Galactus stuff and some stuff about Franklin from when Franklin of the future came and visited him. So, oh, I mean, right. a lot of people are saying, is this a good jumping on point? Mm, Probably not. Not really. I mean, as, as long as you... I mean, if, if people know that Johnny died... Yeah, he's I, back. I, I think that's way too complicated. I mean, it's complicated. Honestly, FF's but been a complicated like, series, period. I mean, but that's period, the thing. It's, but I think like the whole Annihilators uh, stuff in there, it's 
you, you'll need you'll need to look it up. Yeah. I think. yeah, it's like a book that you because read and then have Comic Vine on your website. I just think, your, yeah, I, I mean, monitor just like who are these characters? What? Who is the accuser? What? Were there yeah. supreme intelligence? He died. But I, I think people need if they're if, if they're going to start reading, they should ju- they should start reading it because you don't want to miss out. I mean, this isn't necessarily the end of Hickman's all the story. I mean, everything's converging and, and coming up here, so it's not he's not wrapping everything up. I mean, it's still going on. There's still so much more coming. So I don't think people should just say I'm going to wait. I mean, I, I just think you just need to jump in, and you're not going to know everything is going on, but you just got to do it, or you're going to miss. Well, out you'll on, you'll on need to have Comic Vine open, I think, yes. if you don't if yep. you've never read it before. Yeah. I do like that. While <coughs> Epding did the art for the main story, the portraits on the the, uh, the front are not up there. Oh yeah, it's They're very the, pretty. Um, uh, what's his name? Delato. No, no, the portraits. These are oh uh, those. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Eagle Sham. Yeah, Dale Eagle Sham. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm disappointed didn't contribute to the book. Yeah, surprising. Nobody's up to. Is he, uh, maybe he's still doing Elf Flight. We have the issue. Fantastic Four 600. Huge. Probably the biggest book this week. Yeah. yeah. The only thing is, is the price, but it's, like you said, you, you get your money's worth. It's, it's if you break it down to the pages. To cover. And, yeah. Too. I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, I don't know where we want to go next. Uh, Aquaman's next on the stack. Um, this, I love it. It's great. It's, I mean, Jeff Johns clearly. He loves you know, Aquaman. He, he loves Aquaman. And he's writing, I mean, it, but the thing is, so he loves Aquaman, but it's not like, I love this character and I'm going to make him like the best. And he's so not like the, what he did with Green Lantern. Yeah, it's not like a fanboy writing. It, I mean, he, it's, it's a good story. I mean, the thing with Aquaman, you know, he, he's, he's very serious and, you know, he's, he's a little, little angry, but, and he's just, he just gets in there, he's doing it, they're getting attacked by these cannibal sea creature things. And so there's a lot going on, Mara's kicking ass in here and... And just the art and the colors, it's it's. Well, Aquaman, it's it's a writer that or it's a character that they've typically not thrown the best writers at, just because it's hard for readers don't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Hal Jordan wasn't taken seriously before the turn; he just was MIA. Yeah. Um, and he, Green Lantern's always been a popular character, at least among comic book fans. People mm-hmm. love Green Lantern, but what Jeff Johns did with Green Lantern is make him the center of the DC universe almost, like. When you talk about the big three at DC, you can't talk about it's almost like the big four because, mm-hmm. in terms of how, how many stories and what stuff goes on, all the event books at DC, most of them tied into Green Lantern universe. That's not happening here, right? With Aquaman, yeah. not, he's not being made, made, you know, as one of the big four, but just taken a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's good. So the, these creatures are from the, the trench. So I mean, we're going to find out more about them. What's going on? So there, you got the mystery, and there, there's this. A character from Aquaman's past that pops up, so that's like hinting at you know stuff that we might not know about. So I mean, it, it's just it's it's a great book. How does this compare to like when Namor got his own book more recently? <laughs> Namor, it's good. oh recently, the, <laughs> where he like goes to hell and that that no, one, something like that. Like it's I don't even think you can compare him. I mean, this yeah, is, Aquaman's much better. Yeah, I mean the the name. Well, the, the problem with the Namor one because it, it tied in. Was it during the vampire thing where it's there yeah, was a vampire was. time? Yeah, so it was, was an X Men. But there was a whole thing. series of it before. Well, no, because I mean, Namor started with with the vampires. I'm pretty oh, sure, and then it, then after that story was wrapped up, like issue six, and it kind of oh, took yeah, on its own. Oh yeah, once hell, and because it was it was Ariel Olivetti, I think was was doing the art, mm-hmm. and it's just it was just kind of all over. I mean, this because it's not tied to another series or a story arc. I mean, it it feels like it's more focused where something is going on with. With yeah. Aquaman, and it's it's just it's okay. it, it's good stuff. <laughs> is he still self-aware? Uh, what do you mean? 
Um, like he, he was very self-aware in the first couple of issues where you know, he was confronted with this idea that he's not cool. And he, he's um, sort of like, the, yeah, yeah, there, he was very like forward about that. Like yeah. he, he and, and I, and that's what I really appreciated in, in that book because it, it, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was, that was the cool thing about it. There's not so much of that this, I, cause I know like in the last issue, you guys like, I think you're Aquaman, but you don't have an orange shirt. So I'm not sure. Or something uh, like that. But this, um, it, I yeah, like that it, stuff. I think it's funny. Like, yeah. and, and I think as long as you don't do too, too much. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. Like, so there, there's none of it. more of that here. No. No. So, okay. So then, then you're borderline Mark Miller. Uh, or Deadpool. being self, self, too self-aware, too, like maybe more Bendis. I'm gonna say Bendis. I yeah. don't, I don't think Mark Miller. Um, I know you guys talked about it last week, but his appearance in JLA, Justice League of America number. We two. didn't talk about it because oh, that was okay. spoiling the last page, which you oh. just did. Well, and there, well, there, okay. there's, there's not. Week. Yeah, there, <laughs> right? there's, 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 there wasn't much. I mean, he's just there. Like he's just there, and he has a great line, yeah. and it, it's, it's, it's like a great issue. first appearance. Yeah. And I guess we're going to wait. I, I hope that that uh, gravitas that's in that one panel continues in mm-hmm. Justice League of America for Aquaman. Yeah. Wolverine and the X-Men number two. This is a great book. It's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I, I am so surprised because, again, I, I, I meant when I talked about the first <clears> issue, <throat> Wolverine running a school just seems absurd. And it's. I didn't really like new X-Men so much until like Chris Yost, Craig Kyle started writing it. And even so, it's just, I didn't really like some of the kids. So we got a lot of those kids. You know, I don't like some of the characters here. Oh, I do. But, I think the kids well, just, are just some, some of the, the other students I don't care so much about. Like Brew. Yeah, He's I, yeah. adorable. He's yeah. so cute. He has a little monocle. He's an alien. And he, he's very articulate and, and very eloquent. And he and I love he's this one panel where he's, he's with um, ID. And there are like little hearts behind him because he's so enamored with her. It's just, it's just precious. Like it, little details like that are, are really cool. But um, so so Wolverine opened his school. But I think the uh, like the big thing in this issue is like all the responsibility that uh, Logan sort of puts onto Bobby Drake's shoulders. He's like, okay, now it's time for you to step up. And I think this issue is about exactly that. Bobby saying. Hey, like that's not cool. Like, don't don't say that to me. And he does step up, and he he does that, and it's Steps cool up in a big in way. a really big way. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I personally was not that crazy about the Hellfire Club kids. Yeah. I, I thought the whole concept was a little a little bit lame, but um, they're they're okay here. Like, they're not as obnoxious. Like, I still can't take them seriously because it's just a bunch of kids. And but, definitely from the first issue when they made their appearance, yeah. they're not meant to be taken seriously. No, no. Even though in uh, in schism. schism, they were really serious. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they get a little serious. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't take them seriously in Schism either. I was not. They were kids. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. kind of a silly concept. It was all, very like Runaways style. Like there'd be villains mm-hmm. in, in Runaways. Yeah. But this whole idea that, you know, it's kids versus kids is kind of cute. Like it's fun. But this is a very fun uh, book. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I took away from it. I, I still think <clears> it, it, it blows me away at some people, like with the first issue, they were talking about Chris Bacalo's art. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to read it because it's like, I, I just, I don't understand that. I mean, I think his, his art is just, it's, it's great. It's and, great. And, and, and it adds very to the book. unique. Yeah, I mean, it, it, add, it, almost, it makes it fun because it's, it's, it's a little, I wouldn't say cartoony, but, you know, it's, it's, it's stylized. In, in well, it's a, in very way. dense also because he inks really heavily. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but, I mean, just like the expression, you know, you look at Wolverine's yeah. face where, you know, he's supposed to be savage, but it's almost comical in a way, and, but... I mean, I think I think it's a little bit cluttered, uh, and I love Chris Bacalo, 
but there is a lot going on. So you sort of have to read the comic slowly and just yeah. take everything in because there's so much to look at. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it is pretty cartoony, but I think that that's what makes it such a light book. So it really matches the story. He does the best Wolverine claws. They're very pokey claws, <laughs> not yeah. slash-style claws. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. So um, at the end of the first issue, school gets attacked right away. So it's... See it's like long. the worst day ever, right? Because like New York's. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So we'll see how long. I don't want to give it away. What's going to happen? I'm glad I didn't yeah. finish like. that sentence. Um, the Flash, number three. So Sarah, Is it good. I, uh, it's it's great. Um, it's um, it's. Part, I love part, the, I love this. Uh, this the, the plane, first page, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Francis it's had this image awesome. out, so it's it's. He he's been messing around, you know, with with just layout with. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that. Like Francis has been experimenting with using the silhouettes of abstract objects and then p- putting images inside of those silhouettes, and it's just really cool. And this isn't the first time I've, yeah, I've he seen did, him I think do it was this. Issue number two. Mm-hmm. So, um, really so awesome. What 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 I like about this, and what I'm really surprised is. One of the complaints about the New 52 is how we're going back to, like, square one almost with some of the characters we're seeing. You know, so with Barry Allen, he lost so much of his past, you know, because he's, he's back. He's early in his career. So, he, you know, the long-term readers got to be like, this sucks because we're, we're missing out on something. You know, all this stuff never happened. But it's it, almost like it doesn't matter because this book is so good. It's fun because we're seeing Barry from the beginning. You know he's he's still kind of learning how to use his power, so it's like we're there from the beginning, we're we're seeing all that. So he he does some cool things, but then um something happens on page six. Oh no! That's um. Well, that was short lived. A little upsetting. <laughs> so, uh, death of a character, we'll just say, but that's okay. Um, really, a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So overall. You have a soul. Overall, it was a it was a, it's a solid book. Like it's a yeah, book. it's it's just and then um, with the second issue where he gets his new quote unquote new power about you know being able to see different um, possibilities and you know not necessarily seeing the future but seeing you know all the possibilities and the statistics and making the right choice that comes back um, in a big way here. So it's it's definitely one to check out. And and there's also stuff um you know because uh, what's her name Iris was was at Blackgate. And or Iron Black, what's it called? She's at Blackie. <laughs> Not Blackie. <laughs> um, what's the jail call? I'm totally blank. Iron Heights. Iron Heights. Iron Heights. Come on. Yeah, Iron, Iron Heights. Jesus. Iron Heights. She's there, and then you know the power went out. So she's and so basically they're teasing you know rogues coming back. So it's, Blackie is like Sing Sing, right? It's, it's gonna be crazy. Or something. Uh, jeez. Was this bad? <laughs> um, Just go right ba- to it. Batman it's, Dark it was Knight. Terrible. Um. You know, actually, I don't think I read issue two. That's fine. Because I'm looking, it's like, there's a giant Joker fighting the Batman, but it's not really the Joker, and the white rabbit is sitting back, and and then Batman talks to this cop, and he's really threatening him. Oh, man. That's all, yeah. Dark Knight number three. <laughs> David Finch, the white rabbit. That exclusive yeah. contract really paying off. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing is, because he, I don't, he never finished his whole Moon, thing. Dawn, d- I'm trying to think because we did that wrapped up, but I thought there was more to it that was coming. So it wasn't that I don't, I don't. No, I don't know. It, it was this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so they told him to hold off on the release of this series because the new 52 was starting. So that was the delay. Like he was delayed because he was late with his scripts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but since he was late and they kept putting it off, they were like, well, why don't we just like sort of wrap up this arc and mm-hmm. then we'll start up like this. That's I, what he said. I, and I think it's an interview. Well, cause I, cause I, I talked I to him last December. Mm-hmm. Like like right before issue one came out, and I I don't remember, but I I thought there, I thought he alluded or I don't know I could be wrong, but I I it didn't seem like it was this, so maybe he's holding off in his other idea, and that's going to come back later. It's possible something. that outfit is horrible. It's 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 um, you know David Finch. Yeah, uh, I mean, recently, I was going back to Avengers Disassembled, which I guess is one of the, the more if you want to talk about the modern age, the modern modern age of comics. That's one of the big arcs that started that like in the Bendis era mm-hmm. and David Finch drew that and mm-hmm. that was really good yeah and that he, he's really, one really good where he, he he's basically him and Bendis kind of brought Moon Knight back because when all Avengers were uh, were sitting out there they're like <laughs> we want to put Moon Knight in there and they're like okay and, and then people well he like, did the Moon Knight mini or the well I mean it was, it was because of that because he because he put Moon Knight in that scene outside yeah. the, the Avengers the gate at the Avengers mansion then people were like yeah we want Moon Knight to come back and but I think that the thing with, all right, well, so, some creators can write really well, but can't draw very well. And some people can uh, draw very well and write very well. Um, not a lot of people can do both. And I, I think that, um, well, he was writing yeah. it before. Well, that's the thing. So yeah, that's I, the... I don't know. I guess oh, well, oh, Tony just opened it and he, he showed me Paul Jenkins is the writer. But I'm pretty sure David Finch was uh, writing. The story. He, 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 he was writing the... the Dark Knight before. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And you got some assistance. I think it's interesting. Um, his, his art style. I'm not really drawn to it very much, but he, he's he's a he's a very like it's it's the same Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee ish yeah. like school of drawing. And I used to be really into Jim Lee until I started to like. I don't know. Like I feel it's like the I 90s. Sort of, you, yeah, you it's go, it's a go, very like 90s thing, it. yeah. and you, you go you get over it sometimes. But um, I think that that's like. Yeah, so I'm I'm not crazy about it anyway. I'm. It's it's very. I prefer like Holly Hamner and like uh, Cliff Chang and Darwin Cook. I don't know, but it's a uh, it's very s- sexualized. It was a lot of art back then that worked really well when coloring was just being first being done on computers, mm-hmm. and so the coloring worked well with that art. And now because the colorists are so amazing, and we'll talk about another book when we'll get to it in the pile. Um, the the the, uh, the penciler has to kind of match that and it's be a little more creative and then people realizing they they can be way more creative layouts. I think when the writer when you're going back to like when David Finch was writing this and also I think I'll just talk about Tony Salvatore Daniel writing and drawing uh, artists people who are artists first and then writers mm-hmm. uh, tend to they they have no check when they're writing they they write obviously with their art in mind. In mind, exactly. Right? So they, they write to service their art sometimes and not necessarily service their story. Yeah. And that, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Teen Titans, number three. So we have the introduction, we have the introduction of two characters. So we have um, a new member. A flamboyant character. Um, Solstice. Well, that's not the flamboyant one. Oh, so, okay. So um, Kid, Kid Flash. Where's Raven? Meets, uh, I don't know. Um, the thing with Kid Flash, though, is because this is Bart Allen, but I want to know if what this his connection is to Barry Allen because it doesn't seem like there is one. But he, I, so we have that mystery coming. 
but then um, it, it's people are making a big deal about it. There's there's a gay character. Mm-hmm. So, um, his name's Bunker. Um, Miguel. Miguel. Uh, Miguel. I forgot it was his, it's his last name. Miguel. It is not Morales. No, it is. It's Miguel Jose Barragan. That's uh, like that's not a very Spanish last name. B a r r a g a n. Anyway. So um, he he likes purple. I can see that. Um, that the thing with him is he is the way he's been described is is he was born out of the closet. He is gay. Comes from a small town in Mexico. Everyone knows he's gay, so he's not hiding it. He's embracing it, which is great because you don't really see that. I mean, as as long as the character is not gay, just as like we have a gay character, which you don't you totally don't get that in this issue. So it's not like. Let's make a spectacle and include this character. I don't think it's a little cliche. What? Um, having a quote unquote flamboyant gay character you don't that wears purple. Does that character being gay define him? Can you define like, three more, like, two, let's say two more traits of the character that aside that's, from being That's exactly gay. what I'm saying. Um, well, well, I mean, it's only, only like on three only, pages. So that's the challenge of this writer. Please give this character more of a personality. But, but the thing so is, the more things define the person than just that. But when you, you take someone like, like Wiccan. You know, or Hulkling, who mm-hmm. who are gay, they don't. They're not. They're they're kind of. You know, they I, was it was like Wiccan or, or Hulk. You know, wouldn't tell his parents or something like that. So this guy, they purposely chose gay because that's supposed to be you know the official color or whatever. You know, so they're they're he's flamboyant. He's out there. He's embracing it. And he's so whether they're pushing all that, I don't know. But the thing is, in this issue, there's there's you wouldn't know besides <coughs> the, that he's wearing a lot of purple. I mean, there's there's no. Like in your face, we're really pushing this. So hopefully, that's a good thing that they're not that he's not going to be ashamed of it, you know, hiding it. He's going to be out there with it. Mm-hmm. I don't. But what he does do is because of his personality, and it's not just because he's gay, but he's he's a very upbeat character, mm-hmm. and I think that really raises the mood in the book because the, the whole premise of the book is there's a secret government agency called Nowhere. The letters stand for something we don't know yet, and they're hunting metahuman teens so they're basically all on the run and red robin is is out there kind of he's fighting for his life he's running for his life because he was targeted and he ran into um wonder girl and then like kid flash's arrest you know he's in being contained somewhere so you kind of have this this down atmosphere where you know they're they're on a run they're being hunted and all this and then he comes and his interaction with with um tim is a little weird but it, it does bring <laughs> the mood of the book up so hopefully that will add it because that that's kind of like what Beast Boy did, where you know he was kind of like the, the joking character of the team. So hopefully, we'll we'll get that. And I I will be interested to see um, whether or not like it's that particular characteristic that defines him throughout this series. And and what what I think a lot of people may not remember is Scott Lobdell. He's the one that brought Northstar out of the closet. Mm-hmm. You know, John Byrne had said you know he always intended that you know for Northstar to be gay, but. It, it was never allowed to be stated. Mm-hmm. So Scott Liddell was a writer Alpha Flight at the time, and so he's one that, that. So it's not like he's new to writing characters like that. So right. we'll see cool. where it goes. Um, my my only complaint is is we don't have the teams not together. So it's it's kind of like the Justice League prom where we're still building up, and and yeah, we kind of need that build up to know who the characters are and everything like that. But it's just like. They're not going on I, proper adventures yet. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just impatient. I mean, it's only three issues, but it's just like 
let's get them together and have them actually do something mm-hmm. instead of hiding from people in the shadows and all that. So it makes um, sense for Justice League. I don't think it makes sense for Teen Titans. But I mean, you got new characters here, so we got to be introduced. We got new and old characters. But even even like 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 I said, like Kid Flash. Who is Kid Flash? We don't know. So we're we're slowly finding out. But next issue, they're supposed to be together. So we'll see. <laughs> Superman number three. <coughs> I was so not. You gave this a two. I gave this a two. I was not happy. Oh, I you know I totally didn't realize that Nicholas Scott did the art for this. I didn't like the art, but it's the same thing. I mean, the, the problem with this book is I, I like Superman. I know, you know, a lot of people I think don't like Superman because he's too powerful and he, you know, he's difficult to write. He's, he's a boy scout. He doesn't, he's never interesting. You know, he does the same thing. He can beat anyone. DC's too afraid to have him hit any gray areas. Yes. With, with this, at least it's like, he's, he's pulled back a little bit, you know, where he's not this like positive outlook on everything character. You know, he's, not that he's he's being emo or anything, but you know there, there's obviously he's got some baggage. There's stuff going on, and we we don't know it all. Between the problem with this series, and we talked about this again many times, is it's not going anywhere. It's it's very formulaic. Well, there's there's something happening. There's some big overall threat. But without even having read this, I was able to tell the story beginning and almost. Just looking at the cover. By looking at the cover, yeah. it's about some ice. Oh, just because I said, "What do you think happens?" Yeah, and exactly. It's it's the same thing. So yeah, there, he's attacked. There's some. Superman attacks. Be alien gibberish, and, yep. and he doesn't know what's going on. Is there something behind all this? There's some big mystery. Oh, so I'm just looking at it. Where was he wearing red panties before? I don't know. And they colored over it. Maybe. No, no, he's never. He they, in the uh, the revamp. No, oh, what? Oh, what's weird? Lines. Yeah, it looks like they colored over it, like. Like, there's an outline of where his underwear would be, his red underwear would be, except that they colored it blue but left, like, these weird red lines there. That is weird. How's it inside? Yeah. I, you know, I, didn't even, I didn't notice that. But so it just looks like uh, it was, like, a, a change after. Like, maybe maybe editorial was like, oh, by the way, we're changing his costume, so just... But who did the cover? Color his pants. Is it Nicholas? It's George Perez. Oh. Maybe it didn't take an old cover. I don't know. Huh. Very, very interesting. But the thing is, it's like nothing really happens here. I mean, there, there's some stuff about Lois Lane. Oh, I'm sorry, the cover is Will Moss. I didn't want to give maybe, credit where credit wasn't due. Maybe it's an old, no, it can't be an old cover. They're fighting this snow Maybe creature. it's just a mistake. Like, Yeah. Gee. Good observation. <laughs> I mean, the only interesting thing is <laughs> you, you have some Lois Lane stuff. You know, she's in her new position. and But I, I'm, I seriously hope something happens in this book. Soon. Soon. Uh, should we talk about Shade? Yeah, it's great. This so, is a signed copy. Oh, yeah. From James Robinson. It is. James, James himself. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the last, if you didn't read the last issue, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Um, last issue, we saw uh, the Shade basically get his head chopped off by Deathstroke at the end of the issue. And that's where we left him. But, um, and that's exactly where we pick up. Um, so, so James Robinson, the writer, does a really good job demonstrating uh, the Shade's power set through the story. So he's not like like literally outlining it for you. He's not saying, oh, his powers are this, this, and this. He's actually you know, showing them to you, and he's explaining it through dialogue and through storytelling, and that's great. Um, there's a really great little scene between the Shade and Hope, and I think that that's very important. And not a lot of writers, I personally think, don't spend a lot of time um, Talking about like the romantic elements of the character, the things that sort of make them, that sort of ground them in in reality, and Robinson does that here, and he does it well. Um, and we have Von Von uh, Hammer, 
Will Von Hammer. So in the first issue, we saw two separate s- stories happening. We saw Von Hammer like beating up a bunch of dudes, and then we had the Shade story. And in this issue, the two uh, characters merge, and they and this is the beginning of the Shade's adventures. This is a really great story. Cully Hamner does the art; it's fantastic. Tony Harris does a beautiful cover. Um, Cully Hamner is the perfect person to be drawing this book. Um, the Shade is this very, you know, uh, debonair, very charismatic character, and, and he's he's interesting. Um, I loved it. I, I gave it a five. Just, I, I really, really, really am enjoying this book, and um, I hope other people start to read it, because I would hate to see this series canceled. I'm oh, like, that's, I'm, that's like I'm fearful of this. I, I think it might be just because Marvel canceled so many books that I'm so afraid for this book at DC. And they're not doing a lot to promote this book either. I, this one, The Penguin, um, The Huntress, they're not getting a lot of like, hey, check out the preview for, because I feel like they're not part of the New 52. So it's it's like a, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I I maybe I'm just paranoid. I don't know what the sales are. If, if uh, issue one numbers are out, but I I, I think so I think there's I would think that there's people reading this or there's a market for this because if they reprinted mm-hmm. all of James's Starman books, you know, did all those omni omni omnibuys, yeah. you know, for, I think there's six of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if if you know if if those were successful <laughs> enough to, to continue making those, because I think mm-hmm. they're like fifty bucks each or whatever the, the mm-hmm. price is, so obviously people were buying them that they kept they they printed out all of them, so hopefully. The people interested in all those are going to be interested in this too. Mm-hmm. And James is done with the series, or he's he's written yeah, it all, so it's, it's done. And I think the art might almost be done for all twelve issues. So to have it yeah. done, it, I'm sure DC had to pay for it to get done. I I can't see them canceling it. If yeah, I, I don't see that's going to happen. With, with, with I Marvel, with, I agree with you. There's definitely a market for it, but. Um, I'm still a little bit skeptical. I, I do think that uh, I'm sorry I cut you off. You were going to say with Marvel. That's no, okay. Go ahead. Um, I I do think that um, all the people waiting for this to come out and trade are going to be disappointed if it doesn't come out and trade. So yeah. like that's that's my only that's my only thing. And um, everybody that read the Justice League, um, I read Justice League. I I didn't like what was the name of the story arc with Green Lantern and and a green arrow is um, Cry for Justice. Oh. So a lot of people that read James's Cry for Justice didn't give the rest of his Justice League series a chance, and I've been reading this online. But this is totally different. This mm-hmm. is nothing like Justice League. This is nothing like um, a- any of his superhero stuff. So if you're not a fan of that, like maybe you want to read this because he can do other things. But yeah, I mean, people love his Starman. I mean, Absolutely. That, that, you know, that, that's, that has its own thing. So... But what I was going to say is I, I don't think this is like – so the, the main thing is Marvel canceled all winners, all winner squad or whatever. It was supposed to be an eight-issue miniseries. They only did five issues. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's, they're never going to finish it. And, but with that is I don't think all eight issues were done. With Shade, I mean, I think they're all done. So I don't think they're just going to – even if sales were – which I don't think sales are, are that bad. I mean – I don't think they're going to say, let's forget it. I mean, they, there's too much writing on this, and there's too many top talented names. I, <laughs> I have faith. I'm going to believe that we will see it all. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of artists that are going to be yeah. doing this book. They're because it's, it's, a, it's a different artist each issue. Uh, right? Pretty much. I like uh, it's, it's a different artist each arc. So 
but it's not really separated into arcs. It's like different sec like sections. So um, when when the sh and the shades going all over the world. So when he goes to Paris, for example, Jill Thompson's going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. And when he goes to I don't know I don't know somewhere else like um, I think it's England, um, uh, Darwin Cook is going to be doing that. So it it just all depends. Um, one thing I noticed, the cover says 2010. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, Tony Harris did, did the covers. Because I, I, I remember, I think he, he posted, Tony Harris posted cover, I think it was for issue four, like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the covers, I mean, covers are done always mm -hmm. ahead of time. Ultimate Comics Hawkeye. This is you, Norm. Yeah, this is a four <laughs> out of four. It's such, it's such a weird book because it's it's been a Hawkeye side story for uh, what's been going on in The Ultimates, also written by Jonathan Hickman. Um, now, I love the artist. This is uh, Sandoval, who also did, I believe, uh, one of the other ult big Ultimate books. I want to say um, Ultimate Doom. I, I, there's two. I got it. Uh, it's all it's really good art. Um, really, really polished art. And uh, in this book, they've gone to, uh, Hawkeye's been sent by Nick Fury to the Twin Cities, Hulk brought Hulk along with him, and these twin cities of like crazy power uh, to get the serum back. And I voiced my complaint about the current Ultimate series and how Hickman's turned into this like fantastical story, right, with, of the world and all this, you know, highbrow talk um, that I don't think fits the Ultimates universe. Uh, this is the same long, same as that. I think overall the series you could have didn't really need to read it. It does introduce an uh, ultimate version of a character uh, that you might know from Marvel 616. I won't spoil it. Uh, that's crazy. Um, you couldn't guess it, even though I showed you the face. Yeah. Many, many, like, I was like, look at that mask. Um, I, won't, I won't spoil it for the listeners, no. though. Uh, I think you could have missed this series. It does do a little bit more character development for Hawkeye, but nothing too special. It's not as good as the uh, Jason Aaron Captain America miniseries, Ultimate Captain America, or the Hickman Thor miniseries, which is also Thor's uh, background. Worth three ninety nine? No. Too bad. It's oh, good, but not, not worth that much. Yeah. Like, not essential, I'll say. Uh, Kick-Ass 2, numbers 5. Tony, you want to give this a high score. Yeah. Uh, you think it's the best one so far? It's just that, I mean, there's some huge things that happen, and... Oh, for, I mean, I, I love the art and, and the, the ink washing and the colors. I mean, it's, it just looks really good. But there's just crazy, crazy stuff. Um, JRJR's art is actually, because of the coloring, is much better a, in KS2 than it has been in any comic for a long time. And it's also Tom Palmer doing the, the ink washes. and Because, mm. you know, yeah. it, I think it was like the first issue where they showed the, the differences. And I don't, I don't even want to talk about what happens here. It's just some crazy stuff. And I think one crazy thing happens that... If you uh, might not have seen it coming, but it totally fits in the logic of the book. And then the second crazy thing that happens uh, is something that it's been building up toward. This entire mm -hmm. series is building towards. So but I don't it's, think it's, it's that big of a surprise. It's so it finally it. happens. It's and the payoff is worth it. Correct. So do they yeah. go to Comic-Con? <laughs> uh, so the, the title of the book is Death by Cosplay. No. I mean, the, the whole premise of this series has been kick-ass, you know, be, being a hero. He inspired, you know, there's a bunch of other people. They all became hero. And then you got Red Mist, who's going by a different name now. He he's pissed off, gets super evil. Hey, what's game. his name now? Can you say it? No, I can't say it. No, I oh, is it graphic? It's oh, okay. Super graphic. It's, it's yeah. Is it? I was, haven't been was reading. It the mother? Sorry. It's mother. 
blank. Really? Yes. yes, that is his name. That is the best name ever for but see, and that and is his and name and he takes it very it's, literally. It's such a, a very literally like like, like he like, goes to PTA meetings and that, picks up you know moms. What? Really? I wouldn't be surprised. There, okay. there is it, it is a mature book. But no, but the thing is for That is not mature behavior. And but and that, that's why it fits that character. Per- I mean, yeah. if, you know, you know the character from the first series. Sure. He is such an idiot mm-hmm. and, and you know he is immature. So I'm gonna call that's my name, and so it makes perfect sense. And and yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of like, I'm gonna make another character with a swear, you know, like in in um, yeah. Wanted, you know, we had that certain poopy character with the swear <laughs> word name. Oh yeah, yeah. so I mean, it, it's, it's it's Mark Miller. Yeah, but, but you know, what? a lot of people at the end of Kickass number one, the first series, uh, didn't get the reference in the last page, which was Red Mist saying, you know, and, and he was in the movie too, it was the last line. Um, he goes, as, as a great man once said, get, wait till they get a load of me, right? You know what that's a reference to? It's Joker, Batman oh, Jack movie, Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I, I think, thought there was something else. No, no, I, I, I don't think a lot of people got that. And it, but it's, I think it's way out of hand. It's, you, it's you, crazy. You, so did you not like this then? Oh, I, no, I thought this issue was fine. I think it was just as good as the other issues. I, I didn't think the other issues were worse. I think it's... At best, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I don't it's think it's anyone totally can, pleasure. can um, read it and say they actually enjoy what's going on in this book. But it is an exercise in Mark Miller saying he's just going to go push push his boundaries. Yeah, and it, yeah. Uh, All Star Western number three. Oh man, so this is great. Um, great thing about this particular book is that it's it's got two two stories in one. So you have the Jonah Hex story which is fantastic. Um, so he's slowly beginning to uncover more and more details about this secret organization in old Gotham City, and it's really interesting. Um, but I think that what's even more interesting is how Jonah Hex is dealing with this sort of modernization of Gotham. So you can't take your horse into you know your, the local general store and be like, Hello, howdy, can I trade in my horse for supplies? He can't do that anymore. He has to sell his horse, get some money, and he has to pay with cash. And he doesn't like that, you know. So it's interesting how how Jonah Hex is is like Old West and and the world is moving forward and he's still sort of stuck in this other time and place and how he has to deal with that. Um, I think that if if Jimmy... It's very no country for old men. It is. And if Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray are going to explore those particular elements, um, then that's something I'm really looking forward to because it's interesting. Now, El Diablo, um, it, it was actually a two-part story. So we saw the, the first uh, part of this particular story in the previous issue, and um, it finishes up here. But if, if you've read Jonah Hex, then you know that some of those... Um, like Jonah Hex from last year, you know, before New 52, then you know that some of their stories sort of end abruptly, but the characters always come back, and there's always references later on to um, events and characters that have appeared and, and things that have happened in the past. So I don't expect that this is the last we've seen of El Diablo. He's an interesting character. This demon takes over his body. He has to go into a coma, and then, like, he becomes this sort of Zorro-like crime-fighting guy. It's very cool. Um... I gave this a five. I love this book. Mori, Mor, uh, Mor, Mortat, Mortat, yeah, Mortat is the artist. He's great. Um, and then Paul, Bidet, something, Burnett, uh, I think does the El Diablo story. I'm sorry. Uh, Jordy Burnett. Yeah, it's Jordy Burnett. Thank you. 
So it's great. Very, very fun. I Western. Think, I think Jimmy tweeted that um, Jonah and El Diablo are, he said something like, I can't wait till they meet up or something like that. So Yeah, well, um, I, I think El Diablo, and I have to double check, but I think he's like a classic character. I think he's appeared in in uh, like so. All-Star Western before, like mm -hmm. the old, old All-Star Western DC books. Okay, that's what I have to say. Astonishing X-Men. I want to read that. You don't want to read that. Oh, no. Cover is okay. deceiving. It's... Uh, so this is a part one. It's regenesis. It says regenesis on the cover, but you look at the cover. What the heck is going on? Because we have it's Mohawk Storm, my Mohawk favorite Storm, Storm making out with with Cyclops. Uh, this doesn't make sense. But it's like new she's, Cyclops, she's right? She's married, and and he's with Emma. Yeah, but it's it's old Mohawk Storm from like X Men. Yeah, yeah two hundred like before. Chris Claremont's. Yeah. So the the weird thing is, so it, it picks up from regenesis. You know, he's he's getting checked up. You know, he he's you know, he had some injuries. Um, there's a scene where he's, like, in a locker room, and, and he sees, like, you know, Beast, Wolverine, Kitty Pride. So it's like they have um, joint, what is it, unisex locker rooms, and it just happens that all the mutants that left, their lockers were all lined up so he can just conveniently blast them all. But anyways, that's not the way. And, so and then, it, then it just gets gets weird. So That was, that was a custodian of, you know, of, of Utopia did that just so... To Just accommodate. to make him yeah, mad. So, so he could accommodate Cyclops' like, rage and make coming. it easy and make cleanup easier also. And then where it gets weird is like, and then here comes Storm because, you know, she's on Cyclops' team. team. But then she has the mohawk and, you know, she's wearing a different outfit. And then she's like, hey, and... What's up? And, and so I'm like, so I haven't been reading Astonishing X-Men this series because it's, it's you know, it's been kind of all over the place. And I, so I was like, I was like it... it I, I was like, did I miss something? Because she hasn't cut her hair in the other books, and I don't think she's cutting her hair in the other books. And it's all explained sort of at the end, but I still feel like I missed something. And I don't know. I, and I like Mike McCone, who did the art, but there's some parts I didn't work for me here. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I wish you would just tell me so I don't have to read it. Uh, You'll see at the end when you're like, huh? Oh my God. I'm just reading this extra, all the bonus stories in the Fantastic Four, 600. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. Now, the one after, which shows Johnny, I, I'm, I'm sorry to go back to it. I know you guys have read it before. The one that shows Johnny's death. Actually, I don't know if he... Very, very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Medusa story is excellent. Sarah, I think you'll love it. Um, the Black really? Bolt Medusa story. Oh, good. okay. Yeah. And, I, want um, to, I want to read that then. The Galactus one is also it's like, oh, excellent. Oh, and it goes tie into um, uh, Mighty Thor. Mighty Thor, yeah. which we, like, that was a big deal mm -hmm. that we didn't know where it placed in, in yeah. the Marvel Universe. Buy it, buy it, Crazy, buy it. Great things are happening. Um, yeah, so that's X-Men Regenesis. People, what? It's <laughs> So, whoa, whoa, my voice did some weird We'll just right leave there. it for people. I'm to... so confused. So, like, oh, never know. mind. I won't say anything. But check out Storm's abs. Yeah, dude. Way to go, Storm. <laughs> um, Secret Avengers, number 19. I think this is Warren Ellis' last um, issue of Secret Avengers, because I think Rick Remender starting with is issue Is this the 20? one with Scarlet? Because he does that one. No, so so here, um, so Warren Ellis wrote it. It's um, Michael Lark doing the breakdowns and Stefano Guadiano. This was a really good book. 
It's it's. I mean, again, this is um this is what Secret Avengers should be like. You know, going undercover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know Captain America like street fighting with this this dude, and it's just. Um, and then my favorite is um, Moon Knight and and Valkyrie are, are like fancy outfits because you know they're undercover and everything, and then they need to get into action. So then he he puts on the mask while still wearing a white suit and. He just—he looks really cool. I thought. you just love. I Moon love Moon Knight, and oh, you guys—you guys need to read that issue. That's all I gotta say. It's good stuff. Uh, Justice League Dark number three. So this is good. I, I'm like it's a fun series. It's 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 just different. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about the Constantine and Zatanna thing, but and then we got Dead Man in here. I don't know. Who? Um, yeah, I don't think. I mean, dead, so Dead Man's in here. He's in DC Universe Presents, mm-hmm. and he's in Hawk and Dove. Mm-hmm. So he's he's pretty pretty busy here. But this is pretty cool. And we have the, the other Shade, which is I'm sure going to confuse people when they're saying this is Shade, and what about the, the James other dude? Robinson yeah, shade? what's going on? I remember there used to be a time. I thought where, about that too. I'm like, why? Mm, there know. used to be a time where characters couldn't have the same name. You know, they 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 would avoid that. Now it's just like. Whatever we can have yeah, everyone being, being the same name. I feel like it's okay as long as they're excuse me in different universes. I just yawned. Yeah. Um, as long as they're in different universes, I think it's okay. Like, but they're both DC universe, so that's confusing. Because even like when um, when they brought like Chris Kent when they turned him into like um, Nightwing because they had Nightwing and Flamebird. Because mm-hmm. Nightwing and Flamebird are rooted in Kryptonian history. Yeah, that was confusing. And and like Superman and Jimmy Olsen were Nightwing and Flamebird and, and then the Bottle City of Candor, just like all Silver Age. I, I got a, a, a trade. I read all those. And um, so then when, when they, they brought the modern Nightwing and Flamebird, that's kind of when Dick Grayson stopped being Nightwing and became Batman. You know, mm-hmm. so they could kind of, so there, there was only one Nightwing. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of looked like, well, he can't go back to being Nightwing because this other, you know, Chris Kent is Nightwing, mm-hmm. although that didn't last for him. So, but back then, I mean, just just a few years ago, where they they had it where they didn't have this, the character with the same name. But here, right. it's like you got two books with. They don't shade. care. So, so anyway, no one caring. Invincible. Still the best comic and superhero comic in the universe, as uh, Robert Kirkman says. Um, finally, stuff happens. Uh, Cord Walker's back on it, and uh, earlier I was talking about how colorists kind of are like the, the just like the the unspoken heroes of comic book industry today. Um, I mean, we That's all true. have our favorite comic mm-hmm. colorists, that, and and we can name a few of them, but we can't name them as readily as we can name pencilers, even inkers, and mm-hmm. and writers. Uh, Cora Walker's art here is made so much better by um, the same color system worked on Invincible for, for the past run, and it's improved. Um, it's great. It's just a lot of fun. I'm behind. I think I'm like an issue 25. I don't want to go into details about what happens. I know most people aren't reading it, but if you're reading it, it's like there's no reason to stop. Everything has been good. Um, I think that's it. All the stuff that we read and stuff that I read. I, um, so we got Invincible Iron Man. Um, which is weird that we have this again because we had Fear Itself. Is this 7. a Fear 3. Itself? Like no, this, this is Fear Itself. So now we're into Shattered Heroes. That's okay. that's the next theme of the Marvel Universe. So, but I think it was last week. Was it last week where we had um, Fear Itself seven point three, which is Matt Fraction, Salvador Larocca. So here, Invincible Iron Man, 
Um, Demon Part 1, The Beast in Me. So I haven't even had a chance to look at that. So we got that. Hmm. Savage Hawkman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something funny about that. Um, <laughs> Iron Man 2.0. So this it's is one, one of the books that's getting... That's old. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So it's like, why did I buy it? What's the point? You know what? It's so weird to look at the cover of that book and see how minimal it is in that it doesn't have... Like, the logo is really small, and it doesn't have a fear itself mm-hmm. or event tied to it, right? It's just art and the logo. And because they, they, they use a skinnier UPC codes than, like, with, yeah. with DCs. It, it's, I, I, I like, I like it. it. Yeah. Because too many times you got all... Like, if we look at Fury of Firestorm, the nuclear men... Right. You got DC Comics, you got the number, New 52. You yep, got the, everything's the, pushed down. The, 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 even the, the, the creator credits are bigger here, and yeah. you got the bigger UPC. And So yeah. it's just, there's a lot going on in the cover, but it's like some of it's even being it's covered up. Yep. Forget that. Um, oh, I really want to read this. Um, Dakin. 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 And the Runaways. Also, also getting canceled. Getting canceled, but the Runaways are here because uh, Runaways are really good. I, I, I have like the Runaways in hardcover. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say for you, Sarah, to read them, but. I, I would be scared to let you to read them. I still have to bring in fables. Mm-hmm. So, but Runaways are really good, and it's it's a shame. I I it's mind-boggling that they're not being put out. That the book's not. I mean, I don't know what the sales were, but the, the last series I didn't like the last series so much. Uh, the Runaways sales are. Yeah, I mean, I I think I don't know if it just kind of went. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they had a few different. Actually, um, I th- it was it was when 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 Joss Whedon started writing it. I didn't really like that because they went into like the, the late 1800s. It was just like this weird storyline or something like that. But I don't know. Um, Blackhawks. This is a... Uh, I like the premise of this. Uh, um, the idea. I don't know, remember if I read issue two, what happened to issue two. But um, when we talked to Mike Costa in San Diego, the way he pitched this to me sounded really cool. So um, hopefully people are reading it and it's going to get the play out because it, it sounded... It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Alpha Flight, yeah, so this is Dale Eaglesham, and this is the book that's not going to last much longer, because um, it started out as an eight-issue miniseries. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong where they extended it. They said it was going to be an ongoing series, and then they said, oh, actually, it's going to be an eight-issue miniseries. <laughs> so poor Alpha Flight, they cannot catch a break. I mean, geez, they keep getting canceled so many times. Um, Vengeance, this is book five and six. This is that weird book <laughs> with, with the ultimate nullifier kid. Uh, I, I haven't read the last issue. Um, but yeah, we, we, yeah, that's just weird. I gotta read that. <coughs> we got uh, Avengers Solo with Hawkeye on the cover. So this is a two-issue miniseries, or five-issue miniseries. Um, and then Annihilator's Earthfall. Cool. And, and Voodoo. And Voodoo, which is not in the office, and I still have to get it. Yeah. So that's this week's. Um, again, we apologize for not reading everything, but it's... Did record it's, early. It's really Wednesday. Yeah. But it's Friday. But Big it's week Friday. for comics. Yes. Big Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And Ooh. reading Fantastic Four took... Grab hard. yourself an extra helping and read over the weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of comic news. No. I, f- I feel like there's something... like everybody something, went on vacation. Something that I'm, I'm forgetting. Um, You're forgetting. I know. Well, you have comic news. I have <laughs> very little compared what? to... Okay. Well, there was some Dark Knight Rises news. So Empire Magazine. <laughs> it's a UK magazine, right? Big, the biggest UK movie magazine. Yeah. I think it's the only 
movie magazine now. <laughs> yeah, because you can buy it here, magazine, little, you know, import prices, whatever. So, oh yeah, yeah. So there are just two covers, and they put them. But they three covers. Three. Well, one is Bane special edition cover with no text. Subscribers basically. only. Yeah. Yeah. and that's the cool one. Yeah, so it is that, the cool that one. picture. So I was yeah. wondering, I was like, where'd that picture come from? And then there's so that, and then there's the regular Bane, and then there's uh, Batman. Batman one. And Batman again is holding. A weird gadget. Rob likes like a flat cable yeah, gun. it's like a very. It looks like it looks like you're right. It looks like cables. It's gun. right, like it, in the cover. It's very re- narrow. Genesis has like and uh, it's X-Genesis. brightly lit. It's like he wants oh, to blind to LED lights, blinding criminals before he fires a growling gun. I don't know what maybe, it is. It just looks kind of cool. Uh, first look at Bane. Official look at Bane with the shadowing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think? I don't. I, I don't know what it, that, that whole mouth wired. I don't know. It will looks, be. Does, does he look no, scary? I'm, I'm sure it's going to look well, cool well, and everything. I mean, does it look scary? It just. It looks like. Uh, what are you wearing, dude? Is is like what I'm saying. It looks like, like it would be hard to eat. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'd probably take off the mask in the movie, and it looks probably something gross. You would think so. Yeah. Um, Bane looks like he definitely looks like someone that you don't want to get into a fight with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Hardy got huge. How tall is Tom Hardy? He's actually not very tall. That's what I'm saying. Because he doesn't look that tall. Yeah, he's like 5'10". Because we had all those um, shots at the the football field, which I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that's in the movie. wear like really big boots, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like Tom Cruise does that all the time. Tom Cruise is like 5'8". Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Does he wear lifts too? Um, In Iron Man Man 2, when he's... um, when he's in, in his, his his lab or whatever his place, and then he when he jumps up on the the counter when he's yeah. going to put that that picture up, uh-huh. you could totally see his boots that they're like it's probably huge. because Gwyneth Paltrow is so tall, especially in heels. Yeah, yeah, especially in yeah. heels. I think Robert Downey Jr. probably is like run five ten ish. I think I know Tom Cruise like Ben Stiller are both like five eight. Yeah, isn't that weird to think about? Because movie stars are so big, bigger than life. Yeah, I don't know that they're I, shorter I like to get than I have us. Eye level with, I'm same height as. Well, I'm not, I'm okay with that. Um, anyway. Bane, he looks like, if you're playing like Arkham City, he looks like one of the big thugs that Batman beats up on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, I, I don't know how threatening he is, but um, the cool thing about that, or, and the cool thing about the release of that issue is that they're going to have interviews with some of the cast, including Christopher Nolan. Um, and uh, Nolan, and this is a big spoiler, okay, <laughs> it's a pretty big one. Um, so uh, apparently, the movie takes place eight years after <gasps> the last one. I know it's that's so crazy. a big deal. It's I don't know if it's such a big deal because the last time, like we had a movie was when like four years ago. No, three years ago. Okay, well, Batman Dark Knight was one year after Batman Begins. Batman Begins was Batman as a hero as he started, mm-hmm. and I think it's a brilliant move. I think I don't think it's, I think it's brilliant. I, I, I'm totally behind this. Dark Knight was one year later of one year fighting crime. Escalation mm-hmm. was kind of like the criminal theme in that one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the last Christopher Nolan Batman movie. It would not make sense for it to be like one year, one year, one year, like three years of Batman because then he's not really – you never see the Batman that we know from the comics who's confident, experienced and stuff, right, ever from the Chris Nolan perspective. Yeah. Now it's eight years later. It's his, he's allowed to have a serious Batman you know, like I think I disagree. I don't think we're going to see that. I hope we're going to see that. My okay, putting whatever pieces together, and because it's Bane, do you think there's a possibility that he does get his back broken early in the in the movie, and then that's why there's eight years because he has to recuperate, and that's why no that, way. That's why that's why no that's, you no. That's why that scene when he comes out of his Lamborghini, he's walking with a cane. 
That's he has not eight years to recover. No, I think he's been fighting crime you for eight years. Back and broken? he is. And the quote, because there have been quotes in the Empire article, is that like it's about mentally. Like, Bane in the comics breaks Batman down mentally and physically by breaking everyone out of Arkham, and Batman has to spend a lot of time capturing everyone. I think the idea is that Batman has fought eight years of waging war and crime in Gotham, and it's worn him down mentally. And he's realizing that it's never going to end. Yeah, and then that's the perfect time for Bane to break him mentally in the movie. We'll see. And I think we're going to see a weary Bruce Wayne Batman cynical and, and someone who has – basically, because at the end of Dark Knight, he's, he has no one in his life except mm-hmm. for Alfred. So – if if indeed they go with your version of what you, what I, you think yeah, will happen, I Tony, um, I will be extremely disappointed if Lady Shiva does not make an appearance in that Batman movie then. Because he went to her after Bane broke his back yeah. and said, I need you to train me. And that was like, that is one of my favorite scenes in comics. So if he is getting his back broken, there better be some Shiva in this movie. I Otherwise, I will be moving. My, my money is on no back broken. Or uh, no backbroken early on, like you have it. My money is on uh, there. He will get hurt fighting Bane, and I don't think there was Shiva, but I think there might be other important female roles aside from Catwoman. Well, if, if they're gonna have Shiva, I want Tim Drake with his killer box of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Best scene ever. What else is uh, from um, the issue Empire that oh, we can talk about? Uh, is there anything else for that? Um, but there's there's other huge spoiler. They allude to the fact that this is the last one. So I think everyone's kind of. I mean, everybody sort of as, knew yeah, that, but yeah, yeah. they kind of confirmed this is, I mean, it's And my, I hate on the forums, people were saying, and not necessarily on the Comic Vine forums, but other movie forums, people were saying Chris Nolan only did this because he uh, was contractually obligated to. He wasn't. And everyone kind of wanted him to, you know, The Dark Knight could have been a good ending. And he, he has said before that he got everything he wanted to tell in a Batman story in The Dark Knight. And it looks like he did. It's a great movie. I know, Tony, you haven't watched it since it came out in theaters. Um, I mean, he got all the great visual elements from, like, Long Halloween, some great Batman moments. But it's still Batman as a young hero. Mm -hmm. And you never see kind of like the mature Batman. Because even in the old Tim Burton Batman, it's Batman who has been Batman for a while. Yeah. And we kind of want to see Christian Bale go into that role and what that means psychologically. And also get some closure, some loose, you know, some plot lines some tied some stuff tied up um catwoman's kind of interesting i really hope that's not shoot in it's going to be really tough i think As i'm to be totally honest with you i'm kind of not looking forward to this movie well, isn't that sad it's pretty sad uh the first seven minutes of the movie bane's origin will be in front of mission impossible that's right ghost protocol is it the first IMAX? seven minutes it of is. the movie they, or is it a prelude sh- no it separate is separate for the movie so no, that's that yep. same Second, seven minutes will be in it said chris nolan said the first seven to eight minutes of the movie, more or less, which means it might be edited a little bit differently. So they cut out some scenes. So that... I don't have to go see Mission Impossible, and I'll still be able to see that yep. footage. Yep. And you're going to take your iPhone, and you're going to... I'm not going to record it for you. No. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, and then Are you going hang to it see over. Mission Impossible? Oh, absolutely. In IMAX, just to watch. Well, both to watch that. Uh, those I'd, I'd go minutes. with you, but you're probably... It's better, gonna... hey, better than I Am Legend, which is what The Dark Knight first eight minutes was before in IMAX. I'd go see an IMAX I don't with know, you. I, you didn't like I Am I Legend? I'm oh, God, I hate I Am Legend. I'm sorry. I, I, really? But your, your partner but the will, dog. isn't it? it was very, again, that was a great scene and one of the saddest, saddest scenes in movies I've seen recently. But as a whole, I do not like that movie. Book was better. That's 
well, yes. And I, you know, I, I have the graphic novel. I never read it. I bought it, and I don't know why I bought it. Cause I never there are a lot of movie uh, stories about that movie I can tell off the podcast. But so you, you work with Will Smith. Yeah, I work on a different Will Smith. <laughs> uh, so my my problem with, with the whole Batman <laughs> friend and just superhero franchises lately, why can't they do them like James Bond? I mean, why when you know they they they'll have these trilogies or whatever, and it's like okay, we're going to bring a new director, actor, blah blah blah, all this stuff like that. And then we're going to start over. We're going to have a new origin and do all that. It's like Batman why, is more sacred. But why, why don't they just say, okay, Batman begins, origin, done. We don't need to go back there. Let's just do Batman versus Joker, Batman versus Bane, Batman. Oh, because there are so many different ways to interpret the character. James Bond, it, there's like this, this one like overall idea of what makes up James Bond. Like you, and you can name them off the top of your head. Like, and it, it's pretty... It's pretty much like consistent with everybody that's done James Bond, but um, sure they've gotten a little bit darker as time has gone on, gone on, and you know less campy, but still like it's the same idea. But Batman, like you can have Batman Brave and the Bold, and you can have Batman the Dark Knight, and it's a still it's still the same character, but there's just so many different ways to interpret this character. That's what I think. I think the source text for James Bond is less sacred than the source material for Batman. I just, because I we only get so many movies. And I'm I'm thinking like like year. Spider-Man too. It's like why do we need to reboot? Why you know why do we have to spend It's not a reboot. He, well, I mean if it's going back. I mean if you got Aunt May in there or or if you got Uncle Ben alive somehow and if you New have generation of viewers. You, you have if you have Gwen Stacy in high school when I, I when he no, met her yeah well I, no, after. I, I, I absolutely agree. I think you know you have all these I don't want to spend 15 to 30 minutes of a movie going through to beginnings when let's just, the character's established, let's just move forward, let's get into it. You could do a different take on it, but I just, I don't want a new, and just like with the, the, well, the last run of Batman movies, you know, you had Michael Keaton, then you had um, Vil, yeah, Val Kilmer. And, and it ended pretty poorly, so you needed a good, strong introduction yeah. again, and they never told the Batman origin story in film, so Batman Begins was the perfect place to start. Yeah, I just, I, when we get the next Batman, you know, we're going to have to see the origin again. Like, no, we don't. No, I don't I, think so. It's going to happen. We're, we, that, nope. It's not necessary. It's going to happen. Nope, I don't think so. We'll see. I just, how just like, be able to talk just like, like okay, Nolan's franchise. What's happening with the Superman? We're going to get the origin. Because the, Superman, I, I, Superman I, I don't Returns didn't touch on origin so much. I don't think the new Superman will have baby Superman. I think it will be young Clark Kent. It will be like Batman Begins. Oh, I think I, I don't want any it'll be remember, remember, in Superman 1, big gap between when he finds Fortress of Solitude and when he flies out as Superman. All that time is, I think, what this new Superman movie is going to go cover. Uh, no more origins. Um, oh, then the other uh, spoiler, Ellen Page. <gasps> Come on, guys, no. As B. Gordon? First of all, please, please, Christopher Nolan, do not do this to me. You already cast Anne Hathaway. You're ruining my freaking life. I can totally see it. Second, why? She's horrible. She plays the same character over and over again. This obnoxious girl who talks like this. Sarcastic, yeah. Okay, I get it. Like, you can play one character. (laughs) That's great, but you were not Barbara Gordon. Uh, You know, I can see it. In the Christopher Nolan verse. I I can see it because Christopher Nolan, who said he would never do Robin in his Batman series, but he did say, and this is back when Batman Begins came out. We're talking, you know six years ago or something. Uh, if you ever did do a Robin, it would be someone really young, like 
uh, Frankie Munitz back in old, really old <laughs> Malcolm. Like, Can you freaking imagine? Malcolm Middle, like, first season days where he's, like, purely kid, which I think he was alluding <laughs> to, like, long Halloween style, like, really uh, Robin as a young kid. Batgirl, if he did, it would be a young kid. And if it's eight years later, I mean, Jim Gordon did have a daughter in Dark Knight at eight yeah. years, and she was, like, you know, she 10 or something. She looked like Ellen Page, too. At Guys. 10 years, she would be, like, 18 or something. Don't, then no. maybe she could be a crime fighter. Don't, don't do this. I, I, I agree that she, it shouldn't happen. That, but, that, but he does only cast like the same people in all of his films. So yeah. Yeah, his if it's not Elle, Ellen Page, maybe it's like Leonardo DiCaprio playing As Barbara Becker. Gordon. Yeah. I'd rather see that, honestly. Or, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's got a baby That's face. Tim Drake, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's, yeah, that image was, was, is fake. Yeah. That, um, some like Batman, Dark Knight movie Something Twitter said that there's a fake image going around. Ignore it. That was silly that like so many news sites picked yeah, it up. Yeah, because there, like, there's it's no news. I'm like, come on, guys. I can totally make like like a little sign that says Ellen Page, B. Gordon, and put it on a door if and she, then take a picture of it. If she was in the movie, please. One thing she wouldn't have a big role in the movie. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be like a you know cameo or, or you know some short. She wouldn't necessarily have her if she had her own dressing room. They wouldn't put her name up, and they would. They wouldn't put it up there for something to be kept secret and have someone walk by with their cell phone and take a picture. And yeah, that, that was not fake. So there's that. Um, there's not a lot of news. Uh, do you guys like Venom? Yeah, sure. Of so so um, Venom's going in a new direction starting next issue. He's going to be on the run. But to celebrate in January, there's going to be a bunch of Venom variant covers like on everything. So get ready for that. Cool. Um, there's some cool covers. Um, Rick Remender's still writing it, right? Yes. Okay. Um, in February, February 24th through 26th in Oakland is the Image Expo. I'm excited. So three That's days cool. of some, some image creators. Hey, we'll have Walking Dead and Savage, uh, Dragon. Savage Dragon and Invincible there, hopefully. The guests they announced were pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, like guests of honor include um, all of the Image founders except Jim Lee. So Mark Silvestri, Robert Kirkman, uh, and Eric Larson, like, they're all going to be there. I don't know if Kirkman's an image founder, but no, he's, he's, well, he, you know, he's, part he's of, going yeah, to be yeah, there. Yeah, he's not yeah. a founder, but he's, he's totally been inducted into... It's good for uh, Bay Area comic book fans. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's and, good and for it, the Bay Area. It makes sense since you know, their, their central office in Berkeley, which I don't think... I don't, you know, I, I don't know what, what goes on in their office there, but obviously all the creators aren't like hovering around. It's not like... Like yeah, the Marvel I know Eric, DC. Eric Larson lives in the Bay Area. Yeah, and so <laughs> it could be interesting. And and, and you know, top top cow should be there. Yep. So it, it'll be. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's going to be there. Yeah, he had Red Wing, Red mm-hmm. Red Wing. Was that mm-hmm. Yeah. So have to see. Um, since WonderCon's not going to be here. I have a feeling that it's going to be pretty big. Actually. Image Expo. Yeah, I have a feeling that it's going to do really, really, really well. The question is, and we should put this out to our listeners, how much do you guys like Image Comics? Because Sarah and I and Norm, we all love Image Comics, but it doesn't seem like... You do. Yeah. So what's, what's up with you? Buy more Image Comics. What's wrong with you? Yeah, let's, you know, we want to talk more about Image, but we also want to talk about what you guys want to hear. Yeah. So we're in that, that pickle. Totally. Do people still say that? Absolutely. In a pickle? Yeah, of course. I don't know. Not a place you want to be. In a pickle. No. Depends Unless on you're Amanda brine. Pickles. Yeah, I like pickles. I do not like cucumbers. What? Opposite. I like cucumbers. Sliced cucumbers and sandwiches or water. Delightful. Refreshing. Ugh. You know what? I have that. I have that like at home. I always yeah. slice up cucumbers, put them in my water. 
but pickles. Uh, and I love ketchup. Hate tomatoes. Do you like salsa? Yeah. Spaghetti. It's tomatoes sometimes. That. Depends yeah. on the. Interesting. On the. I always say it's all the sugar and stuff in the ketchup that I like. Probably. Although tomato sauce also has sugar. Yeah. But tomatoes, like the cherry tomatoes, no, you, you I'm not bite a fan them of that. and then they mm-hmm. like squish in your. Ah, uh, so disgusting. Uh, uh, James McAvoy. Okay. Xavier. Oh, right. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, I think I'd really like to explore Charles Xavier's character. Blah, blah, blah. His like, origin. What, what part his of his origin. character? His origin. <laughs> the part where he loses all his hair, obviously. No, the part where he can't walk. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's so, really. Like, like, but what, what, well, I mean, dealing with that is—it's kind it of is. an emotional thing, and I'm—I'm sh- I'm sure that any you know real actor would absolutely want to explore something that's like that. The comics, and the emotional struggle. You oh know, my, my best friend it's shot not me what in I the read back. X Men Four. No, but I mean, it, it's nothing. Actors. It hasn't been explored in the movies, and uh, it would be interesting. But uh, apparently, the mo- the sequel hasn't even been gotten the green light that's so crazy it's it's we don't even know if there's going to be a sequel it, i think it was I think it depends on the availability of the principal actors yeah but i, I they think don't was, even have a script they got they had ideas i mean they already talked about like it was a uh, the, the the commentary for um the first one um x first class whatever it's called you know blank and everything today um they yeah they, they talk about the, the things that they want to do and you know they've said that they would like the next one to take place in the 70s so we're looking at ten years, so he's going to have ten years to, to deal lose his hair. To, to deal with losing his legs because at the end of the first one, and his hair. Yeah, I want to know how to explain that. I, that's the his thing legs that, that, or his, that hair? his hair. That, I mean, that bu- bugged me because he lost his hair as a kid, mm-hmm. and then he still, had, you know, maybe they, they didn't want to ball James McAvoy. No, I mean, come on. I don't know. You lose like a huge Groovy. chunk of your female audience if you shave his head. I, you know, I still want to see um, Shameless season two. That, that was a, a show he was on, but it's not available. Um, last thing that I have, um, Arkham City. That's the last thing. You got anything? I do have okay. some stuff. I like I said, I'm. All right. I okay. told Arkham you City? beginning. I'm forgetting something. Um, Gotham City, Arkham City, mm-hmm. or not Gotham City. I started that yesterday, actually. On the PC? Yeah. So that's the big thing. So it was Tuesday. finally came out on PC. For those weirdos that play, play game on the PCs, I, I don't understand that. Um, you, so you play with the keyboard? Uh, yeah, I do. So, so what is it? Like left, right? Nope. W-A-S-T. I, just, I don't, I don't I, like it either. I, but I, I can't. Yeah, not for everyone. Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I want a controller. I mean, I'm still getting used to the Xbox controller because I always like PlayStation. So, yeah, it's out on PC. Is that your bit of news, Tony? No, not just that. And then also on Tuesday, um, Robin, the bundle pack, became available uh, for download if if you did not pre-order at Best Buy like I did, so you can get that. Nightwing has been available, so you can download that. Um, I think it was like, was it 560 Microsoft points or whatever? It's like 7 bucks. I I forget what the the equivalent. Man, they are making a lot of money. Yeah. um, Actually, the other day, I, I... my avatar for the first time because I never did anything with that. And mm-hmm. I, then I realized like I spent too much time just going through the different things. And yeah, my daughter, a big waste of time. My daughter wanted me to buy a monkey mm-hmm. with points. Yeah, did I, you? No. I just got, oh. I got an Arkham City shirt and that's, that's it. it. Oh. I had some points. I, I'm, I'm a cowgirl. You know the thing that... Um, I, I didn't pay for my costume. I just 
I, 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 I put a hat on. <laughs> I put jeans on. I gave my guy a beard. I changed the hair, and, and I bought a shirt. And that was it. Cool. Um, the thing that bugs me about X, is there, I mean, I'm such an Xbox dude. Is there a way to turn off, like, when someone pops online? Yep. It's going in your menus. Because, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm watching Netflix, and then all of a sudden. You can do it just for video, too. Blank yeah. person is online. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. So, not that I have a lot of Xbox friends, because I'm never on Xbox. Okay, um, Norm. Booster Gold. Oh, yeah, Booster yeah, that Gold. That's a big deal. So, Booster Gold is going, is going to get a pilot um, on Sci Fi Channel. It's um the the guy he he did um No Ordinary Family he mm-hmm. produced it and some other hey show some I people like, you like that show uh, yeah I haven't watched I never watched the last two episodes and I ended up deleting them off my mm-hmm. um DVR I mean I mean it, yeah it wasn't I not, it's more that I, I like Michael Chiklis and and Julie Benz she was she was all right it was an interesting show it wasn't great obviously it didn't make it but um, the Shield was great um, and the guy writing it is he's one of the writers for Fringe. Which people like that. I only watched the first season, and I guess it got way better after that. So it's going to be on Sci-Fi. It's supposed to be an hour, and it sounds just like the comic. He's washed-up sports guy from the future. He wants to be a hero. Goes back in the past. He wants fame and fortune. Blah blah blah. I think oh. it could be good. As long I, as they don't. I mean, he was in Smallville, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was in an episode of Smallville. I think that was really one. funny. And, and did he have the same suit? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. yellow and blue. Yeah, like logos and stuff on there. I mean. I think, I as as much as I'm not crazy about sci-fi, well, I don't watch sci-fi original programming, I guess, so maybe I, I'm not the best to comment on this, but I think Booster Gold has a better chance on sci-fi than Wonder Woman would have on NBC. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, so. true expectations it, are a little it, lower. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, obviously, but the, the thing with that is it's going to have a lower budget, but I think that could work because, you know, Booster Gold should be a little campy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not something you take seriously. That's what makes it fun. And, you know, with, with Wonder Woman, you know, you can't, I mean, you could do a campy Wonder Woman, but you have to try to be serious because I you have someone ha- wearing that costume. I hate campy Wonder Woman. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like you, it could, drives me nuts. You, you could try to do it, but I think if you're trying to sell a live action Wonder Woman costume on a TV show, you have to kind of be serious. And that's what they tried to do. She's got to be like Xena. That's yeah. where we've been saying this the whole time. It needs. Why couldn't it just been in? You know, they shot it in the forest and haven't been on the island. And if her coming of age, at least for season one, and then they can cast someone young, right, younger, and then have yeah. her fight to. You didn't like to Adrian Paliki? No, I think she's fine, and but she could have been, you know, more of a, a warrior princess. Literally, I, I, I after watching Friday Night Lights, I still don't see her as Wonder Woman. Apparently, and it probably wouldn't apparently be cheaper to shoot there. neither did in NBC. No, no, in in the jungle, in, in yeah, in the woods, and in, in, in the Amazon. It's better than that other girl that did like the the, the test video. Oh yeah, much better. Oh, Man, oh, yeah, she yeah, was yeah, yeah. pretty terrible. But the funny thing is, th- but she looked like Wonder Woman. So that that was that line in the actual. I think it was. Yeah, it was in the script. Because I know there was the like the merchandise, and she yeah. goes on about like you know, look at these this doll, yeah. and talks about her parts. And Liz Hurley in her. Yeah. I, I like Liz Hurley. I know. I really like Liz Hurley, but it's I, just, but she I just, was so bad. I, I mean, she's a horrible actress, but I think she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I like Liz Hurley. I like her Lancome that's, ads. That, I guess that's why she was a good fit for, what's his name? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, it didn't even take that, right? Like. Yeah, well, I mean, and both that they're both not very good actors. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Um, I thought you were talking about something else. Children listen to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, do you guys talk last week about Alias? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, Luke Cage and um, Carol Danvers <laughs> are going to be part of it, and they can yeah they can set in the Marvel universe. Marvel Cinematic that is awesome. Universe. The banners for the Avengers uh, movie character banners came out uh, this week. <laughs> no, it came out last week. Was it last week? It was last. It week. was over the weekend. No, it was it was no it was last week. It was like Thursday. Oh, and then uh, just the other day, I got an email from Disney. Banners are available. It's like they look good. We've had these up for. They look uh, much things. better than With the entertainment. Yeah, much better than the Entertainment Weekly Black floating Widow's head. Yeah. The Black Widow one looks just like Scarlet from G.I. Joe's promotion. They, they're I, interchangeable. I, I'm sorry. I had a problem with everyone's so got like a, everyone's got a serious that, position. It is sad. Yeah. It's, and it's like they have to have Black Widow standing like it, that. It's like, really? Miscast. Anyway. Who would you have cast instead? Uh, Emily Blunt. She well, that's she, originally she was originally cast. She wanted to do. Um, she's British. She wanted to do the the the, the, the little people. The, she wanted to do the uh, Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travels. Travels movie. No, she didn't want to do it, but she was contractually obligated by Fox that are like, you're going to uh, do this, and you're probably going to uh, hate it. And I haven't seen that movie. My daughter watched it, oh, but I didn't no. watch it. See? Was that like a favor? Because they do that, right? Well, she, like, there's, I think she was under like, contract. Hey. You have to do like X amount of movies mm-hmm. with this, and then she had kind of said, oh, well, yeah, maybe I'll do this, and then. Avengers came calling, and she wanted to do. I think she like screened. I don't know how much she if she read for it or anything like mm-hmm. that. But then Fox is like, "Nope, you got to do this movie. Sorry, you're." Let's see, something like that. It's like if if someone doesn't want to do it, would you still want them to do it? I mean, yeah, I guess the other hand, since they're if they're based on their performance, you can't give a half-ass performance because then you're saying you're a half-ass actor. And mm-hmm. but still, if it's a, a movie that. <laughs> No one's going to really pay attention to I don't know. how much of your effort. Are I'm, you I'm sure they thought that it was going to do better than it did. I'm not a Jack Black fan. I'm sorry. Me neither. I mean, I don't know. Natural Libre was that that movie? Oh, I never saw that. Green Lantern. <laughs> Wonder if that would have been better than Ryan Reynolds. No. Well, you know what? Yes, in that it would have bombed even harder, and so they would have more incentive to redo it. Mm-hmm. More seriously, but now that they try to do it seriously already, we're not going to see Green Lantern for a long time. Back on screen. I don't know. It's, it feels like such a downer to end the podcast on this glorious Thanksgiving weekend. Hey, be thankful. Be thankful that, that movie didn't come out. I guess, <laughs> and be thankful there are good comics this week. Yeah, because there are, and we should probably end on that note. Yes. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you live in the United States, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Had if you don't, well, it's still I thought weekend. you were saying had, had it a is wonderful still, Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. No, the Thanksgiving weekend. If not, then um, have a great weekend anyway. And uh, you can hear us next week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest next week. But I don't make any promises because he... Don't hold your breath. Yeah. And then now they know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know who we're talking about. It's It's Corey. <laughs> All right, where's bye. Corey I just noticed he's oh, not here man. slacker he's, Corey you're fired the only way we, we notice is because there's no laugh track on yeah. the uh, oh, just like we should it. just make fun of him because he doesn't listen to this anyway we should just like have Corey sit in a room and just laugh laugh and just record it and then we can add the track <laughs> that's and just a loop great it. idea and, and it wouldn't matter if it matched up because it would match up perfectly oh man what do you think of that Corey because I know you're not listening <laughs> All right, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>